0: Welcome, everyone, to another week with your host, Mordecai 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 Wanderer, and and uh, uh, listen, it is an honor and a pleasure to be on this program and to be able to create a bit of a mental health awareness that we do in these programs. It is always a a pleasure and an honor, and as usual, we would love to get your callers, your actual voice callers, go such a long Mm -hmm. way, help so many people, so with Seatr Deshmaya, we will be able to take them. The number to call up to ask your question is 718-683-5858. That's 718-683-5858, and now is the time to call up. We usually get such great callers, but they're usually at the last five minutes. Now is the opportunity. Call up at the beginning of the program so we can actually work through as to what's happening on the programs.
1: Yeah. Hello, it seems like we lost one uh, Weinberg, and we are going, to, one second, uh, just put a little bit of music until I'm it... sorry, just the technical yes.
0: difficulty. Okay, okay. and Rabbi. along these lines, sorry, so again, the number that we'd love to get your questions live is 718-683-5858. And now just one more bit of information that we are, Hashem gonna be doing is tomorrow night, Hashem. I am starting the once a year the annual parenting workshop. For those of you that would still like to sign up, we've actually closed the workshop due to the popular demand box when we filled up, but I was still offering to those of you that are listening to the radio, that are listening to the phone line, that we've saved, saved just a couple of slots for you guys. But other than that, if someone just wants to call up, it is full. So just want to thank you all. The number, for those of you that would like, is 201-691-7626. 201-691-7626 and Merit Hashem after tomorrow once we start the workshop it's closed so again that number is seven two zero one six nine one seven six two six. 691 7626 and thank you all for spreading the word for making it a blockout, uh, blockbuster seller thank you and again we'd love to now take your questions Rav Nissen, who's our first caller?
1: we go to Mr. L
0: Mr. L you're on with Mordechai and Rav Nissen. Thank you so
2: much for the wonderful, wonderful program that you have. It uh, helps thousands and thousands of people. I really want to show my gratitude for everything that you do.
0: Yo, you're welcome. I so appreciate it. Yes, um, I'll
2: get to my question. It's uh, many, many years now that uh, I constantly find myself falling behind on very important assignments that have deadlines. And uh, it's just like... I really would rather not think about it, and then it always hits me in the face, and when it comes back again, it could be the same type of deadline, I'll say, okay, I still have more time, it wasn't so bad, I worked it out, even though I know that eventually I would probably suffer from pushing it off, for some reason I just keep pushing things off.
0: So your question, let me repeat your question. Unfortunately, the answer is not as simple. And I'll explain to you the difference in your question, what we're hoping for, and, and you'll understand how therapists sometimes look and how we take apart an issue. Yeah. Your question is that someone is usually late. They need deadlines. Deadlines work for them, or sorry, deadlines work for most people. But for you, when you get close to a deadline, you know you should be moving, what is happening okay. is, unfortunately, right, let's go straight into it, yeah. you still yeah. push it off. You still delay it. Right. Correct?
2: Right. And if, if, if I do a good job, uh, let's say if I have to do something for the keyboard, and I pushed it off, to, let's say, two hours before what I had to do, and it, it went pretty well, so the next week I'll push it off an hour, half an hour, and then I'll find myself not even preparing.
0: That's right. Right now let me explain to you how we view something which means if someone would call up saying i have a issue that i don't get things done and they work it works with deadlines but it's last minute that is called a normal human being that's why we all need deadlines yeah. however when someone says deadlines don't work for me now we need to start recognizing why those yeah. are sometimes those little warning signs that go up. Maybe there's an ADD component. Yeah. We sometimes look at it. Is there a past involved? Was there a parent that was very strict and very time-oriented that this personnel can't relate to a deadline? Because an average healthy human brain relates to deadlines, just we don't like it. Sometimes my, it's my we don't like were... the field that we're in. And yeah, therefore, in my when we do an evaluation, age. we try to figure out, were you ever able to do it in the past? Is it just now that it's difficult? Uh, there are there other stuff going on? But the average brain will respond to deadlines. So now let me ask you, is this always been going on? Is this only recently going on?
2: I've from The time that I remember, my, my, both my parents were very easygoing. We didn't really have so, so, much, so much rules. I did very well in school all my life so my parents were very happy with the work that I did always. They weren't very much involved in, you know, what I was learning and when things had to be due. I usually took care of the stuff, and that's
0: how I
3: grew up. Yes, but let's now go back to you. So it's
0: been all your life, let's say, tests, for fahers. You never able to stick to deadlines?
2: Very important things such as taxes, very, very important things that are
1: I'm um, sorry, just, uh, we lost the, uh, please call again, uh, Mr. L.
0: Yes. Okay. And again, so we, what we want to understand is, and we can continue discussing this as a with me and you, Ravnison, that means humans, that we need is, we need groundedness. We need something to ground us and tell us, this is what you're doing, this is what you need to do. And behavior works for us. Now, when behavior doesn't work for someone, we've got to realize why isn't their mind able to fit in to the frame. Now, there's got to be a balance. There's a balance between living within the box and acknowledging the box. But there is a part that has to be recognized. When someone can't, we've got to understand why.
1: Okay, we have back Mr. L.:
0: Okay, okay. great. Yeah, I'm here. Okay, Mr. L. Yes. Yeah. So now, let me ask you, is it just when you have to complete tasks or is it even going, let's say, to shul on time, Go getting to work on time?
2: I'm always late.
0: You're always late. Now, oh. what about doing several different tasks at once? Do you always find yourself misjudging time because you're always doing more and you want more out of your time?
2: I, I don't know. Let's say, for example, if I have to learn a specific uh, uh, or something specific, I'll, be, I'll learn something, but I, want to, I would want to learn something else. I'll just pick up a random safe and start learning, even though I know it would be better for me to be learning something else at that time.
0: Yeah. Now, let's try something else. What about when you're learning? Do the little things distract you?
2: No, if someone's very, very walking probably. by... No, I'm very, very focused in my
0: learning. You're very focused in your learning.
2: Yeah, what I'm about big, when, when you I'm
0: start tasks? Do you, you complete tasks? One. When you start a task, do you sometimes change tasks in the middle?
2: Um, if it's usually a, an assignment, something big, but uh, what type of tasks are you referring to?
0: Got to shift it back to you. I don't know what tasks you do.
2: Um, I'm saying anything at home that I do, if I'm, let's say, washing the dishes or if I do housework, I usually finish what I need to do.
0: Do you start with one thing and then do another, and then the kids ask you for a third, so you're doing that, or do you just stay focused on a task?
2: If, if the kids, I I, I look at, I assess the situation, what needs to be done, what's more important, what's urgent, what's primary, secondary, and uh, if I have to switch, I switch. If I could say to what I have to do, I'll say to what I have to do.
0: okay, so let's shift it right back to you. then let's go into the time. What do you think is the reason you're sounding a very logical, organized mind? Why would you misjudge time to be late
2: i i this is really i, I knew you would ask this question to me, and I thought for years about it i i it, 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 I I, it's not extreme laziness because I usually end up doing what has to be done past all the late. I, I really don't know why I would uh, take stop thinking. To do Let's things. go
0: through the process. For example, when I have to do something, I'm the type of mind that I still will chaperine two more things, saying, "Okay, if I'm 10 minutes early, there are three or four things that I didn't do yet. Let me around. That's how my mind thinks. Now, Glenda, what does your mind think when you've got to be somewhere at 8 o'clock? And what are you thinking at 7.40? Um,
2: okay, 8 o'clock. So um, I'll finish up eating breakfast. Uh, I'll, uh, if I have to tie it up a little bit, I'll tidy it
0: up. And, and then I'll it comes 7.50. And what are you thinking at that time?
2: Okay, there's, there's no real rush. If I get late, if I become a little bit late, it's not the end of the world, uh, I'm on my way.
0: Now, what happens when that voice of yours says, but you're always late, no, we got to leave early? What happens to that voice?
2: A lot of times it doesn't come anymore, that voice. All right.
0: So let's try something. Before we jump to any other stuff, because we, we never diagnose on air and things like that, what would happen if you would have a friend, more a behavioralist, not jumping to therapy, none of that stuff, and just teach you a little bit of shivish, how you get somewhere on time. So if you've got to be somewhere at 8 o'clock, this guy at 740 will make sure you're ready there. Let's say it takes 10 minutes. Your goal is to be everywhere 10 minutes early.
2: Yeah, I had people who would give me rides, and I knew they were the minutes, I minute. I would be there because I knew I wouldn't have a
0: ride. So when you have to, you know how to do it.
2: What does it mean? Have to?
0: There's uh, a ride. I, I, the guy's I, waiting for you. You're there,
2: right? Yeah. So if I really feel I'll, I'll, I would suffer, and it would be much harder for me. I would, I would do it.
0: And again, just one more question: How many family members do you have that have that same issue? Um,
2: I, I don't know. To the extent that I have, I really don't know.
0: Not maybe to your extent, but to an extent. How many of your family members have a bit of an issue with timing?
2: Maybe maybe a brother, but also, again, it's selective. Certain things have, certain things no.
0: Very difficult answer to answer That's for me to take that. Let's try this again. How many of your family members, compared to another family member, struggle with the word time that they're laid all over?
2: Maybe one, maybe a brother.
0: Okay now what would you say just curious um any of your other siblings might not have it that much that timing is off what's the question why is timing off
2: we're just very relaxed um we're not uh we don't like to be rushed we don't like to be pressured perhaps why not
0: we're doing now the parenting workshop we're actually We're actually discussing how important it is to take pain. You want pain. You want to teach kids that lesson. Relaxed is not a real world word. It's not a Jewish word. There's a time that we can relax to rebuild, but it's not relaxing. Having a responsibility is something with us. We need to learn the balance.
1: Yes. Can I just ask you something? What about yeah. Kirach on the time? Is done, yeah. it that it affect Very, you?
2: The most mach The earliest shita, never later than eight twelve. That's the uh, red line.
1: So you 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 stand on this. Let me did you I, I, let me ask you if you call it's I, I mean. I have
2: morals and values. Anything that that's connected to my core morals and values of what I know has to be done. No, my... I will do. But but my but my way is basically that I, I won't put any more pressure on myself than I have to. I'll I would. Try to be more relaxed. Bingo. Now
0: you got it. And that's where your work will be. The word pressure seems like, for whatever reason, that's why I asked about your parents, but maybe there are other places, that the word pressure to you is trace. And we want to change it. That pressure, responsibility, is a beautiful word. There's a time when you take a vacation, but when it's not a vacation time, responsibility is magnificent.
2: I don't feel that way. I feel that it's it, it just it, it's cumbersome. It, 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 it bothers me. I I like to work at my own pace of things and and just live comfortably and in a an easy way. If I have difficulties, so I have to overcome them and to persevere through it. I'll do it, but it's not. I would never willingly do such a thing.
1: Mr. L, let me jump over. The yes. the reason that you call it means that it's bother you. If if I'm right, yeah, yeah,
2: for sure. So first if
1: it's bother you, it's me. It's mean that uh, it's bother other people around you also. Yes. It and does. you have it to does. take a responsibility. I would say that uh, the simple way, first of all, is to take yourself as Noam Elimelech said. Take for yourself forty days instead to be late every time, day. First of all, change your watch and turn the watch basically forward. 10 minutes. So like this, you you know, you have to be at 8 o'clock. So right now it's 8.10 already. So do it yourself 40 days and it will come to you as as a teva, as uh, uh, Noam Elimelech said, if it's really bother you. If you want to stay in the position that you don't want to be bothered and not be pressured, it's it's a way of a little bit childless. And you—you uh, are, you are right now. I don't know. You're married, not married, but you have to take responsibility and to teach your children also to stay stand time. If uh, let's say, uh, let me ask you something. If you have a trip sometimes, to go,
2: Japanese, sometimes I feel like I do everything to get on time. Yes, and I'm still don't get on time. And I feel like, what's the point? I I try to rush. I make
1: you give the, up. You know,
2: the kids on time and everything, and it doesn't work even at then.
1: But you give I'll up.
0: I'll tell you that's right. That's just called behavioral. You need to work with someone that's just behavior. Literally teaching you. So what happens is after X amount of years, your, your vision is warped. It's like you're not budgeting. You don't know how to budget time. Someone that has credit card debts, and they're living that way, and they're trying different ways to get out of it, you need someone to help you get out of that because your mind, the way you're thinking, got you in it. You need to change a completely different mind how to get out of it. You might need to first work on changing your thoughts of the word pressure, responsibility, being on time. Maybe what you have to do then. There might be some of the underlying stuff, but then again, a large focus is going to be on actually how to budget your time to be there, how to be there without any emotions, just be there and be there early.
2: And uh, let's say every of Shabbos, job just with, uh, it replays the same thing that. The things I have to do, I try to, I push off a little bit, and it gets later into the, into the afternoon, and it just doesn't get done. So I, I have to say, I have to do this man, no matter what.
0: Again, you need help. You need someone behavioral. That's someone, a friend, or whoever it is. You write. They guide you. I,
2: my wife they tries teach very you how to budget the really time. Really tries very hard. It, what? It, it just, I, my wife tells me many times, maybe do this now. Can't say, okay, be your wife. Can't be, be your care. wife.
0: Can't be family. And you write oh. it down. It's very behavioral. It's what time do I have to be there? What time was I there? And let's say you've got to be somewhere 8 o'clock. Your goal is to be there 740. Be there 20 minutes early and learn how to sit and be there 10, 20 minutes early. You'll finally you aim to be there 20 minutes early. You'll probably be there 10 minutes early. And when you write it down and you start focusing on what time you have to be there Whatever time it is, we've had one caller in the past that we discussed about the times two principle. That if you think it takes you ten minutes to go somewhere, actually we call it the times ten principle. It is the other way; it takes you twenty minutes, and that's how you aim to be there on time.
2: And what about let's say the same with deadlines and assignments? If, if I again, again let, let's understand.
0: Long. You want all the answer on <laughs> That's not what we're doing here. What we're creating is no awareness that you need to guide, you need someone to guide you.
1: And what what am
2: I asking the person? What is the person going to be telling me? What am I telling him? I'm telling him my problem, and what is he going to be telling me in order to get me on the right track?
0: I can't help you out, my friend. I need like an hour to explain it to you. You need someone that understands a little. Find a guy that's always on time. They'll know how to help you.
2: I ask them. They tell me, just get down time. What's the problem?
0: No, (laughs) no, sorry. Not they ask you and it's done. No, you're asking them, guide me once a week. Let's sit down for an hour. Help me out for three months straight.
2: I have a friend like this, but he just tells me, just do it. Well, I don't understand your question.
0: Good. So So then he's not the right guy. Find someone else.
2: What is going to be coming for an hour? I don't know. if they're Qualified? If they, if they okay, have my friend, on.
0: it is time to move on. You're asking now more clinical work. I cannot do that.
1: That's I, I, not
0: what this is. You're asking how to. We're creating the awareness. So you need someone to help you behavior.
1: I would say that writing, writing, and taking a forty days it will bail you out tremendously. Okay. Should I
0: start off okay.
2: with one thing that I that I want to be on time, or just everything?
0: From this I'll let you answer this. I've I've said all that there is to say on my part. Okay, thank you so
1: much. I really appreciate it. Amen. We will go to Mr. A, okay?
0: Mr. A, you're on with Mordechai and Aram Nissen. Hello? Yeah, I
3: have a question. Is there a thing that... It's like I went to something in a civic place.
0: Can you speak up a little? I'm not hearing you. I apologize.
3: Is there such a thing that if I went went through a a pain or a trauma in a certain place and I come back there, it could be a while later, uh, a few months, even a year after that, and then I feel like funny and maybe things coming back?
0: So it's very vague that I... There's no way I can answer, so let's give me a muscle. Let's take an example. Is it possible that you were in a car accident at a certain corner, and then three months later you go back to that corner, and any other corner in the entire world is okay with you, and you go back to that corner, and you start feeling uncomfortable? Is that your question?
3: No. Let's say I was in a yeshiva in the city, and it didn't work out for me. And I just like go back to the city, and for sure in the area of the yeshiva, and I, I feel like... So very funny.
0: So let's try that. You're in a yeshiva, you were not successful, yeah. and whenever you go back to that area, you start feeling funny. Yeah. So yes, that makes a lot of sense. We can even understand understand why. Why? why do you think that happens? Let's we'll we'll help develop it.
3: I don't, I don't think it's memories because the memories the memories are there regardless from there or not.
0: Can you, you don't think it's memory because of why?
3: Because they're there regardless if I'm there or not.
0: Because, I'm sorry, just say a little stronger, a little louder. I'm not hearing you.
3: The memories are there regardless if I'm in the same place or a different place.
0: Gewaldig. Excellent, Aura. So let's take your, let's take your yasoid. Your aside is, why should I go to a certain place to trigger my memory? And my memory is always in my head. Correct. Yeah. So based on that question, if that would be true, you would be accurate. However, the part of the brain doesn't work that way. That means our brain works with association. That means when you sometimes see a parent and you feel, "Ah, I feel safe, there's someone that bothered you and you see them, the mind right away associates not feeling safe. Smells can trigger certain feelings, certain memories. So what I'd like you to understand is our brain works with associations. That's why when trauma works, when you go to certain places, even though it's in your memory but you didn't access, you don't trigger that memory. When you go to certain places, you do certain behaviors, you'll trigger that memory, both the positives and the negatives. So based on this, you say that we can access different parts of our brain with triggers, like you got to push the button for that to happen does that make sense now why when you go to that area it's you should start feeling funny Yeah,
3: I mean, well, so you think it's an emotional thing it's not, it's not like a, a brain remembering thing
0: right the emotion is in the brain so everything or most parts of life work with tr- works with triggers positives and negatives so imagine in our brain We've got an entire thousands of different musics in there stored in there. But when you hit play to a certain music, now you're going to access that song. And the same is when we go to places. That is why in therapy we work. We sometimes bring up the past or many times we bring up the past because we want to neutralize, we want to heal. That original core trigger memory, And once you change, once you heal, once you process that core memory, now you can see the place and it will just be a neutral place. It will not be bringing up that memory. And even if it does, you process that feeling that it's not painful anymore. The
3: thing with these, these, let's say I think about it even now. It doesn't, I wouldn't feel funny. I can think about That's it and right.
0: remember everything. That's right, because you're too detached from it. You're not able to get into it. On an emotional level? Yes, you can't. It's not that simple to just trigger an emotion. Mm-hmm. And what? What's the answer of red? I mean, is there a So, just to remind everyone, the number to call up to ask your question, we've got the availability now. The number is seven one eight. 683 5858 and we look forward to taking your questions and your comments. Now, the eights depends on what method of therapy you choose to use. There is a cognitive behavioral method that has their mahalach. You've got a psychodynamic theory that's got their mahalach. You've got inner healing, inner child healing, it's got their mahalach. You've got psychodrama, it's got their mahalach. You've got EMDR, it's got their mahalach. And I can think of several other different systems. Now the popular IFS has got their mahalach. You've got sometimes a family system or how to work it out, let's say, with a school. If it was done that way, it would be their mahalach. There are many different mahalchim. Each of those mahalchim are Hours to learn, weeks and months of learning with many books. So I can't give you the short one answer. We're here to create an awareness. Mm -hmm. So an awareness that you're creating and having with everyone to hear and to understand is that when you go to places, even if you're not thinking about it, even if it's years later, some of those emotions that weren't processed will be coming up. That happens a lot when people work on marriage issues or when people want to work out family issues. This issue that you're having is the number one problem. That Let's say a couple says, I want to work on our differences, and the minute they get to the therapist's room and they stop bringing up the little issues, instead of being calm and mature adults working on it, the emotions get triggered, the entire years of uncomfortability and pain gets brought up, and bang, it explodes because triggers certain words, certain body language. and The therapist says, what's the big deal with what they said? But it's years of up of pain, and then the whole thing can explode. And that's why in our system, when we do work, we focus on first those little triggers and things like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right? Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Appreciate it. Again, the number to call up is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And that was a great question about how triggers can affect us even when we're calm now, when we think about it, but when we're in the matzah, it can happen. One other classical example where people have happen a lot is public speaking. I can think about speaking publicly, I'm calm, I'm a little nervous, but I thought about it, I practice it, it's okay. And then you get up to the podium, you're thinking you're going to speak, and all of a sudden you get all nervous. That is normal, and that is part of the process on how you process it is actually being there and doing it, and moving on. Yeah.
1: Okay, so we can we to turn to Mrs. K.
0: Mrs. K, you're on with Mordecai and her omnisan. Hello. Yes, hello.
4: Hi. Good evening. Good evening. Um, I hear I hear myself double. Is there any way to...
0: Yeah, final? that's how it sounds. Not to the listeners, just to us.
4: Okay. Um, first of all, I want to say hi to any more friends who are listening. Um, I want to thank you so much for your program. It definitely brings a major awareness. Um, Especially, I mean, every time I listen, I think, oh, I know so much. like there's always more to, to understand here. and The way you break down, it could be, look like it's a tiny problem and really it's like a major underlying issue. And sometimes it um, seems like a major problem and really it's just a little thing that you're sorting out and it can be done so easily. I mean, shouldn't Thank say you. easily, but... Thank you. Uh, and also you had... Um, a hard time processing this um, title of being king of therapists.
0: Yes, so they put it in (laughs) an article, they gave me that title, yes.
4: Yeah, but it's really quite fitting because you have so many followers. Even if you may think you're not the best, but you definitely bring it to them, you bring it down to everyone's level on such a simple, you know, it's such a complicated thing some, Some. some work, and you. you bring it down to our levels that we don't understand always about therapy and issues, and some is so clear. You know, someone's.
0: Thank you. So I will tell you um, how I I processed it because I've got a lot of feedback from people telling me, well, that's how we see you, and all those issues, all those points. So how I realize is there are many countries with many kings.
4: I could be one right. of the kings. <laughs> there are many yeah. kings
0: in therapy.
4: Yeah, but you've got quite a big, um, um, let's see, quite a, a yeah, big crowd a lot of Yeah, of people
0: followers. that listen, yeah, um,
4: certainly. Yeah, you've helped a lot of people. I'm really looking forward to your parenting workshop. Thank
0: you, um, yes. Even I though I feel so that I do a pretty
4: good job, but, and I've been a parent for 14 years with nine or 10 children, and there's. You know, you always feel like you could just do better job. And the, with the, especially with this awareness, it's like, wow, there's so much more to know.
0: I'll and tell you, I, I wasn't going to tell anyone till everyone signed up, like till whoever signed up, but I have a difficulty keeping secrets. Not confidentiality that I could keep, but when it's about me, I usually pretty share. Because there is so much information, I actually even added on another day. There is eight right. days of information, and people are getting the same price for seven. And there's more times asking in questions, like an extra days for the Sundays to make it. I want to make it so possible and so easy for everyone. And I didn't want to raise prices based on how many days it is. Like, it's more days. I just wanted to keep it twice. As it is, I feel it's expensive. And I want it to be so affordable. So I'm just giving, in my opinion, but I Toiveau. Just giving extra day, this is my time, and I'm just so excited. The information is amazing. I would like to share with you one thing on your saying, that you're saying that you're a parent of B'Achshem for 14 years. One of the nicest compliments that I took, and, you know, many compliments stayed with me. Many times people were saying how their entire family changed and everything changed, and there were so many of those. Also, I got one message randomly, and I even mentioned it when I was sort of advertising it, and that's from a grandmother saying, you know, I've got married kids. They come with their grandchildren. I got sometimes those difficulties. I figured, am I not a parent? Let me take the workshop. And the way she described twice, she's updated me how Pesach worked out at ease and comfortable. I was touched and I was amazed just how soon and easy it went. So I just wow. want you to know when you're saying like you're 14 years a parent, I've geared almost – three-quarters of one of the programs for teenagers to understand how they're doing it, how they're working, and it will help you for your teenagers wow. and for the children. So I, we've put everything we thought. We've put in even that extra page I added on is when there are marriage issues and what's going to happen when you want to start using this parenting system and that other parent is got some issues with it or is now wanting you to yeah, know
4: like out. That. we're
0: dealing with that. We've I put in so many surprises in this workshop that it's not mm-hmm. just about the children. It's not just about how to do it. It's not just about giving them the self-esteem. It's about we put in even in a, a day of the different the, diagnosis. There is so much in there that knocks us off our tracks when we want to do parenting that it's not about the parenting it's not only about the skills it's about the entire environment and i'm trying to create the entire concept that the person should be able to have a strong hatzlacha with their children
4: yeah that's why i'm so excited i actually wanted to add to what you said about this grandmother my mother was a very special woman and she even did like Therapy to a lot of people, just as a listening ear, and people were crazy over her. And she told me once that you know, if I would do it again, I'll do it differently. You know, nowadays we know so much more, so there really is like we always needed to know awareness, and it's being available to us. So That's right. I really appreciate it. And say, so even a clever woman who had a lot of people and has. Yes, uh, the mother also had a lot of seychol, and but you know sometimes we're a bit harsh in those days, and we didn't know the changing of generations, whatever it was. And there's so much Thank more you.
0: to learn. Yeah, and I guess I'll just mention the number for those that are listening. Really, tonight's the last night to sign up. The workshop's tomorrow night, so if you want, hop right now, and I guess maybe the couple of hours before the workshop. And again, you need to mention you heard it from this program because if someone just calls up, we are not taking any more people to sign up. Yep, the number is 201-691-7626, 201-691-7626. I, Good.
4: One so, thing I want to
0: add. Yeah, go ahead. I, you wanted to ask a question?
4: No, I just wants to add something that... Um, you know when you first listen to the program you hear all the problems you you can even look to yourself and or your children, maybe they have problems and you know there's something like borderline a d h d whatever it is, and then you really comforts me in a way that you don't always have to run to a therapist you can you know speak to someone older there's borderline even help them yourself. I feel guilty that I'm not running to a therapist with. Seems like you know they could be impulsive. You know there are ways to work on it with other help besides running to a therapist.
0: Yes, that's right, and that is a large part that we try to focus on. Be empowered. You can do it. You can handle it. Yes, you can.
4: Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much.
0: You're looking very, very adventure. welcome. Really looking forward
4: to. Okay. The I, one last Go thing ahead. about leaving us. Sure. Yeah. Um, you said you never hear. I mean, you don't know what laziness is. And yeah,
1: we, I always have like this like thing. You know, if you push stuff.
4: yourself more then you can do things. So I found it very interesting that is—is is it that that we call ourselves lazy because there's a problem, and we just have to That's tackle right. the problem? We're lazy to tackle the problem more.
0: That's right. And I do, some people call it lazy, and I call it there's a blockage because the person would really like to. So mm. I find people lazy that they've got the choices, and they still don't want to. To be a little bit more direct, what I call lazy, unfortunately, is sort of like almost another diagnosis. I sometimes see people, This I don't want to talk much about it because teenagers and like more younger kids are listening, but sometimes people say, oh, there's nothing wrong with marijuana. It's just as safe as alcohol, or alcohol is worse, because if you want to get off alcohol, the serious alcoholics, they can die. Marijuana, they won't. One thing I can tell you that I see clearly, when someone, or especially the teenagers, that they're on marijuana, you see them lazy. It almost fogs their brain, and if they're on it for long enough, they lose that chiasp. The way you can see a teenager is their excitement. The way you see a 20-year-old is you see their excitement. They want to grow. They want to build. They want to learn. They want to make money. They want to get married. There's a life. And those are the people that I find, unfortunately, lazy when I find there is no motivation. And even if you try to work on to have a motivation, they don't want to. It's like their mind is doped. And that's the only people I might call lazy, but even if you call them lazy, there's a chemical reason why, and then we gotta see what to do about it
4: right, right. um uh, another thing I wanted to add that I'm sure you're gonna give it in your parenting workshop but I've found over the years that even though the basic is positive reinforcement and and, and positive attention. Uh, I just thought over the years, you just can't imagine how it can, like, make a child so much so that in a funny story, I mean, it's a sad story, but I had a child of eight that was considered so bad that he was sent out of class for eight hours, six hours, and maybe has ADHD, and maybe this. Eventually, he had such a lot of positive attention at at home, and eventually we trained him in school to also give it, and he's now this, this Throughout the year, he's suddenly gold of a child, and he's amazing. Yes, so exactly. just can't emphasize it enough, even though I always knew it, but when you see it happening to children, especially, you know, trying to get to the bus on time, and you just, you've just you got five minutes, just get on your clothes and run out, and they're just not moving, and they're just too tired. It could be a seven-year-old, and you're just like, wow, I see you're so tired, and you're actually putting on your child, even lifting up your head. And then you say, we're going to make it. And the positive just brightens them up. It's so it's so striking to see it.
0: So. That's right. It is so important to realize that let's not diagnose. Let's work on sometimes it's positive attention. Sometimes it's behavioralist. Today, every so many people are talking about ABA behavioral. Children that are ADHD actually need structure. That's what they're begging
4: for. Right.
0: Yeah. Okay, thanks again.
4: you sure. and, and I want to thank you for bringing in all these speakers. and It makes it even more interesting.
0: Oh, you're welcome. Thank you. Okay, good night. Bye. Bye. Sure, be well.
1: And we go to Mr. A again.
0: Okay, we're going back to Mr. A. And, Reverend, should we take that question that you sent? It's
1: actually an interesting question. We almost uh, probably never gotten that. Okay, so first of all, let's answer Mr. A, because he's, he's from U.K.
0: Oh, let's go back. Mr. A from the U.K. I'm not from the U.K., I'm from Ohio. No. Oh, Ohio. Okay, yeah. we'll take you from okay. Ohio, too. <laughs> um, so I
3: have another question, I'm unrelated to the question before. If
0: you could just speak up. On my end, it comes out low. I know our listeners can hear you, but on my end, it comes out low. Please.
3: I have another question, that related to the question before.
0: Yeah.
3: Um, I have a friend, a very good friend. A very very fine buffer. Just he's suffering from, I guess, a mild depression. And An
0: amount of
3: a mild depression.
0: Mild depression.
3: Yeah, and you and think of it, whatever. that He's going to to somebody next week. So now want I come to ask. I want to ask. How should I deal with it? Like I want to. I want to pump him up on that. But what should? I, like how much should I do? How much should I do?
0: So as we say all the time, I I really feel that I'd like to help you, but you're asking how-to's. So I'm going to ask you a simple question. I'd like to start learning masach, the smakas, just tell me the easy way to do it. Okay. That's simple. Okay, okay. okay. thank you. A different question? you. There's a lot of noise in the background. Can you go to a quieter place?
3: Yeah. Um, can I ask a different question? Yeah. Um. So um, in a yeshiva, there's one older rabbi. And I guess, I guess, like he's not so popular in that. But I wanna like, I wanna pump him up. But like, I don't know what he thinks. I don't know how older people think about younger people when
0: they—that's uh, let's let's not do that. Yeah. You don't need to pump up or Shyurim. They're the adults. Let's, You're the no, buffer. So
3: let's, let's say there's a Rebbe who's
0: already retired and just yeah yeah let's well, that's not your job. Let's focus on you. Let's shift the questions to you. How can you learn more? How can you improve yeah good so for those okay so the the question now for those that would like to ask a question the number is 718-683-5858 718-683-5858 and someone asked an interesting question. We're not taking text questions, but this is very interesting. Can you explain what exactly is an avo- is to have an avoidant attachment style and what type of therapy can help? I do and do I have hope to have a normal healthy relationship with my husband? So let's understand this. So let's make these fancy words very simple. You remember we talked many times about attachment theories, or if you have a parent that's with you, cares about you, loves you, takes care of you, when you're crying, they'll pick you up, when you're hungry, they'll give you to eat, and at times when you need to be punished, they'll punish you. So that's a healthy parent-child relationship. However, there are some parents that aren't healthy. And children from a young age, when they cry that they're hungry, the parents aren't feeding them when the kid is crying. They aren't picking them up or changing their diapers when it's dirty, it's when the parent is ready. What is happening is that these children learn that when I have needs, people won't take care of me. And what happens is they may times develop into little adults at young age. But what happens is, as well, it's hard for them to connect because in their subconscious, in their growing up, they know I can't rely on anyone. And if someone does help me, they can drop me at any time. It's not safe, so I don't like connecting to people. And what happens sometimes is they're busy complaining how they want people to connect to them, but the minute people connect to them, they're not able to handle it. And that is what they consider in therapy the avoidant attachment style. And we actually discussed this in the parenting workshop. There are three attachment styles. There are one healthy one and two dysfunctional ones. And of course, there is a way to heal. And we even discussed how to heal it in the parenting workshop, the importance of touch, the importance of being there. So it's a little bit complicated to teach you how to do that. But the simple answer is you ask, is there hope? Of course there is. But you want a therapist, and you want to speak to them or find out, do they have experience in attachment theory? Do they know different modalities in attachment theory? It's just a simple idea that people that have avoidant attachments can stand. We have about a three-foot teddy bear in the office. And they will never do it in front of no, shouldn't They never, very rarely. Sometimes they need a therapist to leave, and they need to start hugging this teddy bear. And they've got to start talking to the teddy bear. I'm here for you. I will take care of you. And you're almost talking to your inner child. And they find sometimes you're looking at pictures of yourself when you're young, and you're saying, I'm here for you now. And many times these people don't take care of themselves now. They're codependent. They're busy helping the entire world, but they are last in line. And part of the exercise that we teach them to do is start taking take care of yourself now. Take a walk with yourself. Start saying, I am special. Start praising yourself. Buy yourself something. When was the last time you bought yourself new clothing, many times these people are saying, I'm last in line. My children come first. My spouse comes first. My parents come first. Chesed, I'll give away. No, no, take care of yourself. That's part of your therapy. And these are just some of the little stuff without doing the deep inner work. So, of course, avoid attachment. There's lots of theories out there because the avoid attachment theory was made in the 1920s. I'm sorry. Yes. So uh, there's a lot that can be done for avoid attachment theory. We've got over 60 years, 70 years of knowledge and therapy for it. Yeah, so again, the number to ask your question is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. All right,
1: Yes, we got um, Miss yeah. Mrs. K again, and we have okay. another Mrs. L on the line.
0: Okay, okay, we'll go to Mrs. K and then Mrs. L. So, Mrs. K, you're on yes. was Mordecai Hi, good evening. Um...
4: Thanks for your patience. That's also your great Nilo you have. Um, I just wanted to go back to a question we had quite a while ago about making boundaries and someone had someone staying in the house. So can you the ask a question again? You, I'm
0: sorry, it's just breaking up a little. Just be clear. Oh, what, what to get the It exact was a question family member yes. staying
4: in someone's house yes. and she wants to make boundaries. Of course. And the husband, whose family it was, wasn't making boundaries. Okay. And I heard you came very strongly that obviously you have to make boundaries, and it has to be discussed with the husband and wife. But it's just an important point. There has to be boundaries. But very often people feel when it's a family member, you've got so much hakara to your parents and to your family that you just feel like you want to do everything for them. And it could be you that know power. those
0: words? You want to do everything for them. Such a that I even do everything.
4: Then you forget about your those, own those family. Those
0: words, those those words, sound healthy to you. Don't you? Everything. That I mean, I'm exaggerating, kids, but balance. you know.
4: Everything has these do. What you have to do for yourself and your family. You don't well, feel that weighty, family.
0: Let's try this again. I feel we're mixing up the eutters. so let's try things a little bit differently. You're asking a question that someone called up saying that they have a family member. They're saying it's actually a sister, the husband's sister that has issues, yeah. that needs right. a lot of attention, that's disturbing the house running. The husband isn't around to help out with his sister and dumps it on his wife. That was the mm, yes. question. As okay, exactly. let's understand. She didn't have issues. Now, is that know. still what you're saying? I have such an undi- undenying akarsatoy to my parents that I'm going to take in a sister that's ruining my shalom bias, that's ruining my bedtime taking care of the kids.
4: No, is obviously not. Cool? <laughs> obviously, I've seen still? the question. So I feel you're very asking me one
0: question from a different question. They're two different questions. Do you still think... And as we have everyone call up a Rav, I always deal with it with my clients. I've never yet had a Rav tell you, take your sister-in-law ever in history, because we work with Rav on him. Right, Taking right, for sure.
4: Take your sister-in-law I'm just saying, where your family. From, like, what? Uh, for sure you're, you're not meant to bend backwards and you're meant to have boundaries. Why not? For sure, I'm just Hold you.
0: on. I disagree. But you have to look
4: after yourself when you I do you're, you're supposed
0: to bend over backwards for your parents. I'm sorry. Don't take my words out of no. You are supposed to bend over backwards for parents.
4: Of course you are. You're not to ruin yourself. Not when it's ruining your kids. Yeah, obviously not.
0: That's obviously not. Well, you just made, the way you asked the question, it didn't seem no. obvious. You made the question like Mordechai Weinberger, you probably hate your parents. You no. probably are selfish,
4: you and all to do you everything, care everything. about is yourself. How could you tell the
0: sister-in-law not to take her sister-in-law in? That's the way you made the question sound like.
4: No, no, I am saying I understood exactly where you came from. You have to make boundaries and you have to even not have them in your house. I'm telling you that sometimes it why when, it happens. Sometimes you do is, take
0: them in. Sometimes the colour is not to every cloud is a I call. Them. That's why you work with Rob on
4: For sure. I'm saying Excellent. I am not I wouldn't do such a thing I I I personally know who the person is. It just it just I just that little of, of People, why it happens is why. Why such a like? We didn't hear that this. Uh, someone else was also telling me that it didn't come across the understanding of why the person, uh, the the husband, would bring in someone like. How could he do such a, just like a uh, funny thing to bring in his sister? I feel people would, like
0: let's understand where it came from. we had about six months ago, and I feel that isn't correct. So we're talking, you know, if you talk about a program that was last week, it's still fresh. Oh,
4: sorry, it's sorry, just I it. understand No, it's okay. Audience, I'm just, no,
0: I'm just explaining. Of course, I understand where it comes from. I'm a therapist. I work with people at the beginning stages, and we have to help them get out of it. But what I'm right. also, under- what we need to create is what's healthy. People are so stuck in, am I not supposed to help my parents no matter what, as you said those words, almost close to those type words, whichever words you use exactly? And the answer is no. There are boundaries, especially in that case, where the husband takes off, not around with his sister, that's a problem, that she can't stay home because she triggers everyone, and you dump her on the weak sister-in-law. That's what was happening. I I,
4: know. I thought it was amazing how you even found, like, I was listening to you how you found, you know, what the problem was and everything. I just, just I wanted to hear, like, you know, why it was happening. Why would someone bring it to you? Like, why would someone, wasn't simple. a bad man? He was, I
0: deal with this all the time. Very simple. The daughter's got behavioral issues. The parents are decided, oh, I'm too old. I'm not going for therapy. It's always easier to ship her off. And many times you ship them off. It's so much easier. They go to schools, they behave, and then they come back to the family, and then they fall back. That's the problem with the addictions, those that go to those centers. The hardest part is not when they're away. The hardest part is when they come back to reality, when they come back to their their environment, to their spouses, wherever it should be. Now they're stuck within the site. That's where they need the support system. Right.
4: So, in many of the most of the places which they've changed in the
0: 1960s, it was very popular to send those teenagers like to those boot camp, you know, places. And what they realized is it worked. They cleaned up those teenagers, but when they came back to their family environment, they fell back. And do you know what they realized was a large component? The parents were missing certain skills. So what they do in most of these expensive boot camps are when the kids or teenagers are there for several months and they straighten out, they're up on time, they're studying their behavior. And for many teenagers, it takes months of being away in a very military-style place. The last three weeks before they bring the teenagers back to their parents' house, the parents must go to that boot camp. They've got to learn how to be parents. They need to learn some skills, how to be assertive. They need to learn how to say no. And while the teenager is in those places, the parents most go to a therapist from that center and help them start identifying just what we are helping that woman realize: why are you weak? What are you afraid of? What's how are you sometimes being assertive, and you're too tough? How are you going to learn the healthy balance?
4: Right.
0: So understand, the reason okay. why we send kids away most of the time is we don't have the skills and we think it's easier to just get it out of our hands. The problem mm-hmm. when we do that is we don't know, we don't learn how to master it. Ravnison, right. what do you say to this?
1: <laughs> you know, this, this is like every time the same question. You know, I repeat almost every week that uh, many times you get to a position that the guy is healthy and... It come to environment, uh, you know, poor environment, getting falling, falling apart again and again. And uh, this is the, the work from both sides. As you already say, they take two to, da- to dance tango. That's right. It's not just I think one side uh, only is fault or one time. Sometimes, sometimes, as you said in the beginning, sometimes it triggers uh, the person and you cannot even stop it anymore.
0: Mm-hmm. exactly okay. so we thank understand for, why people yeah, do that okay. we definitely do but a wife yeah. has got to be strong enough to say sorry husband i can't do it or a husband's right. got to be strong to tell a wife sorry i can't do it
4: right. yeah thank you and also You're I, I think it's truly amazing how you push on every week with all the 3 hours it's truly unbelievable and thank you. how your wife also is behind you
0: yeah, really... Baruch Hashem, I've got a great marriage and we have a lot of balancing there. are <laughs> yeah. times when I work very hard and times when I have a little bit of an easier time. We try wow. balancing
4: it. It's also amazing how you share with everyone also your challenges.
0: That's how oh, I I've got like. a lot of You that, know, that. you're yeah. this
4: amazing person that. that knows so much and you also have your challenges like when you say once someone told you too much on a text message and you went for therapy for it. It was I don't uh, know that.
0: Yep, and I also... Young people them, say can also get help. Yep. it's
4: Okay. That's Blacha in the future. I shall always have credit for it. Oh, Amen. Thank you, Carl.
0: Thank you. Good night. Sure. Good night. And we are going
1: to, to Mrs. Mrs. L. Ella. Hello?
0: Yeah. Hello? Yes, hi, you're with Mordechai Grovnissen.
4: Hi. So, basically, I'm almost 70 years old. Okay. I've been living for 16 years with a borderline mother and a depressed father.
0: Okay. Do you sure you want to share, your voice might be recognized, you're sharing a lot of personal information. Like, sometimes people go, uh, you know, there's just unhealthy parents.
4: Okay. So... I ended up taking some drastic steps, and now I'm currently not living at home. Let me and ask you, I, on my
0: mind is yeah. just thinking, I, I think you're younger. You shared a lot of information. I don't know if it's if we should really be taking this question on air for your sake. Mm-hmm. Do you okay. know what I mean? A lot of people might recognize, they might hear it. It's, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I, I would thank really you. take it, and I'm not afraid of the question. If you would have been 50 years old, we would have discussed it. But you're young, and I, I'd like to, you know, protect you.
4: Okay. Thank you.
0: Sure. You're very, very welcome. But let's finish off at least with the positives for you. You're brave. You're confident. You sound so healthy with so much that you've gone through. You're making choices. You're in a major. You're you're an adult. You're speaking clear, and when I even recommended maybe to set a little limit, like not to not to take the question, you accepted it so well. You understood it. I want you to know you have so much. I don't even use the word potential because you're already using keilchos that most 16-year-olds, almost 17, don't attain yet. And that is something that is called a resilience theory, that when someone goes through a difficult time, you develop like the antibody that you're able to survive and go through so much. You're way ahead of your years. And Shem, that should help you continue to be strong, healthy, and grow. And that, those, these people have the power to make major effects in Qaliyah, wherever you go. So recognize that you are way ahead of your years. You're powerful and clear. And you should just keep on going.
1: Okay, thank you so much. Amen.
0: You're very welcome.
1: Yeah. I'm sure so that you will be very successful and really getting over. Uh, yeah. Okay, so more high. Yeah. We are we're almost done.
0: Yeah, Okay. So on that note, can we start announcing to people that Merit Hashem, yes. that JRotRadio.com is going to be doing, we almost have a place, we, we have a date in mind, but Merit Hashem, we're going to have me, Rabbi Yitz Greenfield, you, and several others, professionals that we're going to do... Uh, where people can get together like we had last year. We'll probably have a doctor on board, and you can ask questions, get information, changing your life in many different places. Everybody, Greenfield's again spearheading it, looking at it. So just want to plant the seed. It's Mertesham going to be in Borough Park, where, we can, where people can come see it. There will be a nominal fee for entrance, but it's so much that you're going to gain. And we look forward to having everyone attending.
1: Thank you very much. And uh, I just reminded the uh, Parenthood.
0: Yes, again, that's right. Those who would like to sign up for the parenting, the number is two zero one six nine one seven six two six, And here is, Smeret HaShem, tonight is really the last time, and tomorrow afternoon is the last time to sign up. And again, we've really sold out, Baruch Hashem, only for those that are calling up because you heard it now. Will we take you? Otherwise, all slots are full. Thank you all. The aeroplanes take off. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Again, Hatzlacha, have a wonderful evening.
1: Amen, good night, and all the best.